0: The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. Any republication, retransmission, or rebroadcast without the express written consent of Post Time with Mike and Mike is strictly prohibited.
1: They've been counted and verified, and we have the results. I I can now reveal the winner...
0: 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards are brought to you by Bet America. It's time to play the Bet America way. The stable.ca, an affordable way to own a racehorse through fractional ownership. New vocations, make your next horse the next racehorse. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, home of the 2017 Breeders Crown. Isle Casino, Pompano Park, the winter capital of artists racing for over 50 years. Friends of Maryland Standard breeds promoting artists racing in Maryland and beyond, and Embroidery Unlimited, your one-stop shop for all of your embroidery needs.
2: Let's West us party started 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 party 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 started, party started. Let's get this I'm just the old
3: well, Mike Bozich brought us in with very started open. It's the Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show for 2016. It's our second annual rendition, and it's the night everybody's been waiting for. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And listen, Mike, we just got the result about uh, an hour or so ago, and we know who the winners are. We're very excited to, uh, to announce those winners here tonight, and uh, a lot of great categories.
0: Boy, certainly. This is the show that we have been waiting for. I guess you could call it the granddaddy of them all, Mike, or any cliche that you want to use, because it was one year ago, not quite today, because we did our warrant show a little bit later on uh, in the year last year, but it was one year, close to one year to the day Uh, A month or two before that that we actually decided to put this show on the air and it's been a labor of love and this is kind of like our Kentucky Derby our Super Bowl what we'd look forward to the second annual post time with Mike and Mike awards and Mike I guess we could start this show by trying to explain a little bit about what the post-time awards are. And obviously there's a lot of different awards out there. You have the, the uh, Ushua awards and you have the Dan patch awards. You have the O'Brien awards. I mean, just a lot of different awards uh, that are given out to uh, harness racings uh, and certainly deserving uh, people of harness racing. But uh, our awards are kind of tailored around people that uh, in, in horses like, like for example, the small stable of the year, the Horsewoman of the year, Awards that wouldn't necessarily be given out at kind of the elite level, so to speak. So we try to, you know, I mean, we try to kind of fill that gap there with the post-time awards. And Mike, I have to say it's worked out tremendous. We've had such... A great response here for the 2016 edition of the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards. Uh, we've got some sponsorships, we have presenters, and uh, some very interesting results, Mike, I have to say. Uh, but before we get into it, I know we've got, we want to get this ball rolling because we're certainly jam packed on this show. But Mike, uh, we did have a third party uh take a look at uh, our voting results and th- we kind of did it a little differently uh this year than we did last year can you explain a little bit about that
3: Yeah last year we uh introduced a third party to kind of take a look at our results and uh you know make sure that uh all votes were legit unfortunately we did have several votes that were uh duplicated and removed but we are very excited to announce we doubled last year's number Mike uh we had just over 1200 uh unique votes. And uh, what we're, uh, we're very excited about that. We're thankful that uh, everybody took the time out of their busy schedules to vote. We allowed a couple extra weeks. Uh, we only had a week to put this together last year. And uh, we're, so we're thankful that, uh, that that third party moved all the duplicates. So it's been a fair process. And we will uh, announce the vote totals immediately following this program. We're going to send a press release out to all the major uh, networks and uh, make sure that uh, we are 100% transparent. See all, all the years, percentages, all of that stuff. That's coming up uh, after the show.
0: All right. When we come back, it's going to be the first of our six awards. We're going to announce the upset of the year. That's coming up on Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Don't go anywhere. The show is just getting started.
4: Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way.
3: Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds works hand in hand with charities involving children and horses such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standardbreds is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standardbreds on Twitter and like them on Facebook.
0: In 1990, Virgil Cook, a prominent local businessman and longtime resident of Anderson, Indiana, donated 110 acres of commercial real estate to the city for the sole purpose of developing a paramutual racing facility. In 1992, Churchill Downs Incorporated announced plans to purchase Indiana's only pari license from the Anderson Park Group headed by Lou Carlo and opened a racetrack on the site of the land donated by Cook. It was the first racetrack outside of Kentucky owned by Churchill Downs since 1939. In February of 1994, a contract was signed for the construction of Hoosier Park. The construction of the facility cost approximately $13 million. On September 1, 1994, the track opened. A crowd of 7,600 plus came to the grand opening of the standard bread season. Churchill Downs sold Hoosier Park in April 2007 for $8.2 million to the Centaur Group. Legislation was passed shortly after 2007 to permit slot machines at both Hoosier Park and Indiana Downs in neighboring Shelbyville, Indiana. Hoosier Park has become a powerhouse in the sport of harness racing. Hoosier Park, along with the state of Indiana, has become a prime destination to race, own, and breed Standardbreds. Fisher Park is also home to the prestigious Dan Patch Invitational. Year in and year out features the best pacing standard brand the sport has to offer.
5: Always be Mickey. There to the outside. Freaky feet Pete. Flushed out and challenging in seconds. Wiggle it, jiggle it. And T will wait for the passing lane as they pass three quarters at one twenty two and 4 On their way home in the Dan Patch. Always be Mickey to the inside. Freaky feet Pete to the outside. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Still waiting. It ducks down to the inside. They've less than an eighth of a mile ago. Always be Mickey. Wiggle it, jiggle it to the inside. To the outside comes Melmora. One is Duvall. All bets off to the wire. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Wins the Dan Patch at 149-1. and
0: The action will be hot and heavy in 2017 at Hoosier Park as Indiana's Pioneer PariMutuel Facility will host the 2017 Breeders' Crown, the 34th edition, October 27th and 28th. Event registrations begin in March 2017. For more information, log on to their website at HoosierPark.com. Once again, that's HoosierPark.com.
2: I'm
6: Joe Seekman, Harness horse trainer. I trained Artificial, who upset the great Thumbbeat somewhere in the Menelian State in 2008. To this day, one of the biggest upsets in harness racing history. It gives me the pleasure to announce the winner and the runner-up for the 2016 Post-Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year Award. Let's take one final look at the nominees. First, Shambella, shocking win in 216 of the U.S. Championship at the Meadowlands against great horses like Wiggle It, Jiggle It, and Always Be Mickey. Second, Evening Pleasures win in the 216 Molson Paste at the Western Fair. Third, I'm a Crazy New Yorker win at 102-1 to against... New York sired Trotters at Saratoga. Fourth, Lionel's victory in the two sixteen Pre D Paris, spoiling bold Eagles' chance of winning the French Triple Crown. And finally, Diamond Prince's forty four to one win at Pompano Park, prompting a high five jackpot payout of $182,000 to one patron. The runner-up for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year award is... I'm a crazy New Yorker. The winner of the 2016 upset of the year.
5: On the outside, Shambhala, and here comes Wiggle It, Jiggle it. Shaking Loose Late, Splitting Late, Shambhala's got the lead, Wiggle It, Jiggle it. Shaking Loose Late, is it too late, yes, Shambhala at 8-1, to one. Scotty Z. Shambhala! Wash your
0: get Mike Upset of the Year, Shambhala in the 2016 U.S. Facing Championship. Right now we're joined by regular driver Scott Zeron of Shambhala. Scott, first of all, congratulations, and I know you have to relive that race in your mind uh, quite frequently.
7: Yes, I've watched that race a lot, so uh, I know the race call off by heart.
0: Tell us a little bit about uh, Shambhala and through the year in 2016. I mean, this is a horse, obviously, that had to face the lengths of Wiggly Jiggly and always be Mickey on a pretty consistent basis. But uh, there were certainly times where Shambhala raced just as big, if not bigger, than them too.
7: Yeah, and, you know, t- heading into this year, my dad never really intended on chasing all those big horses. You know, he was very content with just staying up in Canada, racing in the open and then uh, in the Canadian Pacing Derby. But uh, he brought him to Pocono to start the year in the in Ben Franklin, and he didn't perform well, but I, I had to do some serious convincing to get him into that U.S. Pacing Championship that nobody knows. But I, I had just told him that he felt like he could be a real player if I were to get him on that bigger track at Meadowlands, and uh, it was worth a shot to go. And uh, I convinced him to do it, and,
3: and thank God I did, because uh, it worked out beautifully. Now Scott, first off, congratulations on winning upset of the year with Shambala. Talk to us about just how good Shambala is. Uh, I think Shambala was kind of underestimated throughout the 2016 season. And what is the, what's next coming up in 2017?
7: Uh, right now he's he's off until uh, most likely April May. He'll he'll start him back. So he's got a well-deserved vacation ahead of him. But you know he was just he's a, a, a true performer. If anyone saw him up close, he's He's not a very large horse, but he's bulky, he's strong, and uh, you know he, he's durable in that aspect. So he was just a pleasure of a horse to drive. He, he always liked it if, if you looked after him and gave him a nicer trip and didn't rough him up. So that's kind of the way I wanted to do it all year, and, and uh, he responded well to it. I felt like he was very competitive with all the horses, and uh, when freaky feet kind of dropped out uh, due to injury you know, it, it made him uh, a little bit even more competitive and we were able to to kind of attack. And And he was just a, a great all-around horse to drive, and I, I look forward to what he can do next year.
0: All right, Scott Zeron, the regular driver of Shambhala, the 2016 Upset of the Year in the U.S. Basing Championship at the Meadowlands. Scott, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, congratulations. I'll get you and uh, Rick's address so we can send you some hardware.
7: That's awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, that was Scott Zeron, the regular driver of Shambhala, and uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, we talk about upset of the year, but uh, if you go back to that race and how Shambhala actually raced that race, the long grind, getting up in time, and I know Wiggled Jiggled was free a little bit too late in that particular race, but Shambhala really was the best that particular night. Yeah,
3: definitely. Shambhala was, uh, the best and Shambhala kind of fell off, uh, his game the last couple of starts, but he's getting a well-deserved break, like Scott Zeron said, and I can't wait for him to come back in April or May of this coming year. For those of you who missed it, uh, Scott Zeron did say Shambala would be back in 2017 and, uh, it would look like an April or May return. So, uh, those Canadians, uh, who are watching Shambhala, specifically Garnett Barnsdale, I know you're probably listening out there somewhere, uh, make sure you're, uh, watching the qualifiers around that time.
0: That's right, congratulations also to the runner-up I'm a crazy New Yorker with that 102-1 to uh, Big upset uh, in Saratoga against New York Sired Horses And actually congratulations to all the Entrants and the nominees and a big special Thank you, presenter of that particular Award, Joe Siegman Of course, Joe uh, perhaps masterminded One of the bigger upsets in the sport of harness racing Mike, when Art Official Pulled off the big upset uh, Against, uh, and I always want to say Jenna's Beach Boy But it's some beach somewhere, that Art Official Upset uh, in that big back at the Meadowlands, the Meadowlands pace. I want to say, boy, my memory is getting bad. 2008-ish maybe, 2008 around there. But uh, anyway, Mike, the show goes on. And up next, it's uh, the Iron Horse of the Year Award. And actually, it's a special Iron Horse the Year of the Award, Mike, because it's the foiled again Iron Horse of the year awards, so don't go anywhere we've got plenty left to come on this edition of post time with mike and mike presented by bet america it's the awards edition and we'll be back with more right after this time out Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Chip Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's the stable.ca. The sensational Sweet Lou is standing stud at Diamond Creek Farms for a stud fee of only $7,500. As a 2-year-old, Sweet Lou sent and still holds the world record for 2-year-old paces on a mile track, that sensational mark of 149. Sweet Lou currently holds the world record for aged and all-age paces on a 5/8 mile track at 147. The Great White Blaze earned his nickname in the summer of 2014 when he won 10 consecutive races with 6 consecutive wins in Sub-148. is the only pacer in Harness Racing history to achieve this feat. One of Sweet Lou's most thrilling victories includes a second over in the William Houghton Memorial in 147-1 in July of 2014. The first two books sold quickly for Sweet Lou is in his third year, Don't Get Shut Out. Visit Diamond Creek Farm, Com. The Dan Patch and O'Brien two-year-old Colt Trotter of the Year, Southwind Frank, is standing at Diamond Creek Farm for the low stud fee of only ten thousand dollars. Southwind Frank won the 2015 Breeders Crown for two-year-old Colt Trotters. Also, many memorable wins on Southwind Frank's resume, including the Old Beal, Peter Houghton Memorial, William Wellwood Memorial, and the Colonial Trot. Southwind Frank set stakes records during his wins in the International Sire Stakes and New Jersey Sire Stakes. And Southwind Frank finished in the top three in 24 out of 26 races during his career. For more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. Foiled again.
4: Past the finish line in 148 flat, a new world record.
3: Maybe four or five times we've written him off throughout his career.
8: Just an uh, unbelievable racer. The champ
2: is here!
1: Foiled again! Golden receiver! They're slugging it out, and it's foiled again! Foiled again! Foiled again, showing his class, foiled again! Foiled again. Take a good look at Foiled again. You'll never see another one like him. He ain't got nothing left to prove. Booking up with Harness Racing's heaviest hitter, Foiled again is coming to him on the outside, and it's Shingra and Foiled again brushing up to grab the lead now. Trying to last a first sweep is J K Navenira on the far outside, but Foiled again has got the jump on him, and Foiled again. Foiled again wins by two lengths over J K Navenira and Arthur Blue chip in one fifty.
9: Joe Corey, part owner of the richest horse in harness racing history, Foiled Again. Here is one final look at the nominees for the 2016 post-time with Mike and Mike Foiled Again Iron Horse Award. The 14-year-old Nadia B. Fella has been racing on the New York and New Jersey circuit for most of her 14-year-old life. She was bred in Somerville, New Jersey by Gary Eiling. is owned by Colleen Posner, and is trained by Michael Posner. Walton Shaw A has been racing on the Delaware and Maryland circuit through most of his 14-year-old life. He was bred in New Zealand by B.J. Shaw and G.L. Shaw. He is owned by Kevin Fitzgerald and Leonard Jones III and is trained by Jay Shores. Haste has spent most of his 14-year career racing from Ohio to Yonkers and back again, but for the better part of 2015 and 16, he has spent his racing time at Northfield Park in Ohio. He was bred in Ohio by Success Acres, Inc., owned by Gary Martin, and is trained by Sue Stockwell. Winfield Scamp is a 14-year-old racing a Maryland Circuit. He was bred in Ontario by Carrie Howard and is owned and trained by Pamela Polk. Arm- Armbro Casino is a 14-year-old gelding who has raced well all over the East Coast during his career. He was bred by Armstrong Brothers, owned by Anthony Grupo of Hamburg, New York, and Ushua President Tim Bojarski of Akron and trained by Priscilla Mooney.
10: The runner-up for the 2016
9: post-time with Mike and Mike foiled again Iron Horse is Armbro Casino. The winner of the 2016 post time with Mike and Mike, spoiled again, Iron Force is.
0: And there it is. Thank you very much, Joe Corey, part of the. AJK Stables and Ownership Venturists of the Great Foiled again, the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Foiled again, Iron Horse of the Year, is Nadia B. Fella. And right now we're joined by Michael Posner of Team Nadia B. Fella. Michael, welcome into the program, sir. Congratulations.
10: Well, thank you very much. Uh, I accept it on her behalf.
0: Tell us a little bit um, about Nadia B. Fell. I know the horse is 14 years old, has been racing at Freehold, just one of those nice uh, good old lunchbox horses that uh, seems to get well, 100%. Well, let me tell you about better.
10: her. Nadia, uh, Nadia's mother died at the time of her birth, and she was raised by a Palomino. At the same time, a, a young man who worked for me, a fellow named George Barsa, his mother died at the same time. And he asked me, in tribute to his mother, if he could name the horse after his mother. His mother's name was Nadia Barsa, so here we have Nadia B. And he has taken care of her for the 14 years that she's been around. Now, Nadia was never really a great racehorse. She never made a lot of money. She never really won a lot of accolades. But she was really a horse. She was more of an ambassador. To the sport. You see, Nadia, she was, in an she was almost a movie star. She was in an episode of um, New Jersey Housewives that was filmed at the Meadowlands. She wow. partook in different sporting events where different um, newscasters used her to race um, for publicity at the Meadowlands, where different um, politicians raced her. Now, I know that. Um, that Nadia Barca, if she would have wanted her to stop racing with her performance years ago, but as an ambassador, I know she would have said, "Just go, Nadia." Like Nadia, she gets ridden by different people on my farm. Um, she, she's a, she's a wonderful horse, and she she shows up, you know, at the events. She just hasn't been a, a tremendous race horse, but she's been you know, she's been a good, a good soul over, even the racing is over. So, um, you know, still partake in different events and, um, give people pleasure, but, um, she's, you know, she, she raced a lot. What can I tell you? I mean, she's, she's only been kept because of her love, not for her ability. All right. Mike? Well, my, well Mike,
3: uh, we, we wanted to let you know uh, we're going to get you out a Foiled Again uh, briar horse along with your award. But I, w- I want to ask real quick. How I appreciate do you that. Like you know what? Going? I
10: have one of the briar horses. You know, Foiled Again was my wife's favorite horse.
3: Oh, wow. That, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Mike, how do you keep a horse like this going
10: uh, through 14
3: years of, uh, you know, training them down and then taking them throughout their, their career?
10: Well, actually – um, not to take too much away from her, but she never lived up to her potential, so she always pretty much took care of herself. She never, I hate to say it, you know, she never overly extended herself, so she never hurt herself.
2: Um,
0: uh, all right. Well, listen, Mike, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations. Uh, well, we're gonna, thank you. We'll get it. We'll get a hold of you the next day or two. Uh, We've got to get some hardware around to you, including that uh, Briar Horse special. Thanks to New Vocations, our sponsor. Uh, but the, once again, congratulations. Nadia B. Fella is the 2016 yeah, Foiled excellent. Again Iron Horse
10: of the Year. Well, thank you very much.
0: All right. Take care, Mike. All right, that was Michael Posner, Nadia B. of the 2016 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Ward. And uh, listen, well, he's already got one of the briar horses, Mike, so this is actually a good thing for him because one of those briar horses is going to make a fantastic Christmas gift.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, he'll be giving that Christmas gift away to, uh, to somebody special. Well, Mike, we've got two awards down. We've got four more to go. And we are just getting started. The next award coming up is the Horsewoman of the Year. And Mike, this uh, features, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the great horsewomen in the sport. Uh, last year's winner, Hannah Miller, is in this category. Emily Gaskin is in here as well. Linda Toscano, the trainer of Walner, is here. So uh, a big category coming up uh, next.
0: All right, let's take a time out. When we come back, it's the 2016 Horsewoman of the Year Award. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by ben America.
3: Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in Maryland. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand-in-hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like Down on Facebook.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification.
11: It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a greatest stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with inquiry relief only at BetAmerica.com.
12: I'm Michigan Harness Horsewoman and a part of the Post Time with Mike and Mike broadcasting team. Here are the nominees for the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Horsewoman of the Year award. Hannah Miller is one of four two-time Post Time with Mike and Mike nominees. She has participated in a series of amateur events in 2016, including winning the Billings Championship in Harris, Philadelphia. She has won 30 starts in just over 100 this year. Casey Coleman won the 2016 Little Brown Jug with Betting Line, who had a career season. Casey races a majority of her starts in Canada. In 2016, she won 54 times and 194 starts. Devin Miller is an Ohio based trainer and is daughter of Hall of Fame driver David Miller. Devin has trained horses around the country throughout her career. In 2016, she has won 29 races in 224 starts. Emily Gaskin is the media analyst for Hoosier Park in Anderson, Indiana. Emily owns her share of horses and helps actively promote the sport of harness racing on Twitter and Facebook. Emily is two-time post-time award nominee. Trainer Linda Toscano has had another spectacular training season, including training one of the fastest two-year-old trotters in history with Ballner. Linda has raced all over in 2016, including sporting her champion horse, Market Share, who is coming off of a win at the Meadowlands. In 2016, Linda had just under 700 training starts and has won 132 races. The runner up for the 2016 post time with Mike and Mike Horseman of the Year is. Hannah Miller. Of the 2016 post time with Mike and Mike, Worsemen of the Year is...
3: heard it here emily gaskin is the 2016 horsewoman of the year emily gaskin joins us now now i'm not sure what part of the country that she's in i know she was just at the racetrack symposium but emily congratulations on winning horsewoman of the year for 2016
13: thank you so much this is is truly an honor I, i am truly humbled by this so thank you all so much
3: now, Emily, talk to us a, a little bit about uh, the things uh, going on in uh, your life right now, so to speak. You just got engaged, so congratulations there. But uh, what's coming up at uh, Hoosier Park uh, in uh, 2016? And tell us a little bit about your horse, uh, Captain and Coke. I gotta say, that's my favorite horse and my favorite drink, so you know, <laughs> it's a two-for-one deal.
14: Yeah,
13: you know, I I just I've been truly blessed as far as this industry goes. Uh, you know i i couldn't have uh written a better script for myself and i'm i'm truly humbled uh you talk about being able to own some horses and and that's obviously a dream come true but to be able to be a part of the movement that's happening currently in the state of Indiana is just is truly um sometimes unbelievable uh you know just the things that are happening and and to be surrounded by such dedication for the sport to work for a company like Hoosier Park, you know, that has such commitment for the sport of harness racing to work under people like Rod Radcliffe, Jim Brown, Rick Moore, that just absolutely would die for harness racing is truly a dream come true. So you add that on top of uh, being able to own some horses and have some, some success some moderate success, I'll say, and uh, surround that with my parents who have truly instilled Uh, the love for the sport and the love for the animals and things like that, getting to work alongside them every single day. And, uh, and then, like you said, uh, getting engaged to the love of my life. uh, Things are, things are looking up for me as of late.
3: (laughs) Now, Emily, one thing uh, that I loved when I came to Hoosier Park was the amount of work that you put in with the interns uh, there Uh, coming up in 2017. um, do Do you continue that internship program? Number one. And number two, uh, you know, they all seem so dedicated and have so much fun. Uh, what is the most important thing of that internship program to you?
13: Well, you know, I, I'm really glad you asked that because you know, I had the chance to work for the Horseman and Fairworld. World. I worked under Kathy Parker and Greg Schuler and Gordon Waterstone as part of my internship at the University of Kentucky. And and what I learned from there is that you know, being an intern, you can you can go to school and you can learn and you can do all these things. But seriously, the internship is is where you learn the things. So. After my internship, after I got the job at Hoosier Park, I really, really kind of took it upon myself to develop this internship program. And and I really, truly believe, you know, we have programs like the Harness Horse Youth Foundation and and things like that. But I truly believe that, uh, you know, you can instill this love of the sport with these people. And and especially with kids these days, they love, you know, games of skill. They love entertainment. And uh, so I've really kind of taken it upon myself to, you know, really teach these kids about the sport of harness racing and then also give them some freedom, you know, to enjoy the things that they like, uh, an internship at Hoosier park, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, by the book, what I like to do is get these kids in here and find out what they like or, or maybe what they'd like to explore. And, uh, you know, it's just been truly a, a lot of fun for me to get these kids in here that have never had any experience with harness racing and, uh, to turn them into true, loving harness racing fans and uh uh, you know for instance i had a kid that went to ball state university this year and he'd never been to a track before he worked at hoosier park and uh he hit the hoosier high he hit the hoosier high five three times this year uh totaling about twenty eight hundred dollars and he'd never bet a race in his life and uh, just to see the excitement in his eyes and you know that's the type of stuff that i live for uh you know these kids uh you know they just take me back to why i love the sport i've got it you know, a couple kids that love the horses, that love that aspect, uh, some people that love the broadcast, and then, you know, like I said, a guy that loves to wager. So, you know, the interns are what, you know, keep me going, you know, and it's been a lot of fun teaching these uh, kids how to learn about harness racing, and especially for a company like Hoosier Park that lets me have the liberty uh, to do the things that I love and, and uh, you know, gives me a lot of a lot of leeway as far as promoting the sport of harness racing.
0: All right, Emily, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on uh, winning the 2016 Horsewoman of the Year.
13: Thank you so much. I'm so, so very grateful. Thank you all.
0: All right. That was uh, Emily Gaskin, uh, Hoosier Park. Uh, She's done a lot of great things, of course, has been in the harness racing industry for a long time, although she is still young. She's part of like what I call, Mike, the youth movement here in the sport of harness racing uh, that seems to be grabbing hold, especially over the last couple of years. She does great work down there, and Mike, she is certainly deserving of the 2016 Horsewoman of the Year.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mike, when I went down there for the Dan Patch, she worked her butt off and still had time to sit down with us for a few minutes. She sat down with her interns and, you know, it's just a fantastic thing that she's doing with all the interns out at Hoosier Park. Well, Mike, we are going to take a – Take a break from the awards for uh, a, a few minutes here. We've got a couple of bills to pay, but Gabe Pruitt is coming up next. We're going to talk Pompano Park on the backside of this commercial break. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Ben America.
0: Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Chip Winsky a call at 508 485 5522. That's 508 485 5522. Or visit them on the internet at embroideryunl.com. That's embroideryunl.com. Embroidery Unlimited.
3: The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations, Racehorse Adoption
6: Program.
4: Hello, this is Kayla Stra and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign up bonus available today. It's time to
14: play the bet America way.
4: Foiled again, past the finish line in 148 flat, a new world record.
3: Maybe four or five times we've written him off throughout his career. Just an unbelievable racehorse.
2: The champ is here!
1: Showing his class foiled again. Ho, ho, ho. Tough, 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 tough. Foiled again. Take a good look at foiled again. You'll never see another one like him. He ain't got nothing left to prove up with Harness Racing's heaviest hitter. Foiled again is coming to him on the outside and it's Shingra, and Foiled again brushing up to grab the lead now. Trying to last a first sweep is JK Andavanera on the far outside but Foiled again has got the jump on him and Foiled again. Foiled again wins by two lengths over JK Andavanera and Arthur Bluechip in 150.
0: We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. It is the 2016 awards show, and we certainly appreciate everybody joining us on this beautiful Thursday night. We have lots going on, lots more awards to get to here on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Uh, well, we're going to get uh, – we've got a kind of a, an auction going on, Mike. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about that. But, uh, Mike, first of all, I'm going to throw it to you. I know you got something. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, we uh we understand that there's an issue uh with post time with Mike and via uh, listening to the show. We've got several reports that people are having problems listening on their mobile devices. If you're having problems, we do have a link on our Twitter page. It seems to be working, uh post or excuse me, blogtalkradio.com backslash PT Mike and Mike. So it's blogtalkradio.com backslash PT Mike and Mike. And if you're still having issues, feel free to send us a message so we can try to correct it uh, before the show. Um, before the show is over uh, but we want to make sure everybody who wants to listen has the, uh, has the chance to
0: Okay. And uh, like I say, I mean, this is going to be archived too. So, uh, you know, you can uh, listen on the archive on the Bet America radio network or at uh, post time with Mike and Mike.com. A lot of times, Mike, there are issues with uh, blog talk radio itself. And, uh, Mike, if that's the case, it's kind of out of our control. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, keep uh, trudging on here. And, then, like I say, I guess that's the great thing of the archive and on demand. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, they can have their problems rectified soon. But, yeah, keep Mike uh, Carter up to date on the Twitter. He's man on the social media. Yet. Uh, we do have an auction going on, Mike, and I do want to mention that. It's on our Facebook and our Twitter page, and it's for a very good cause. Uh, post time with Mike and Mike in partnership with uh, our good friends of uh, Maryland Standard Breads. I should say our good friends at friends of Maryland Standard Breads, FOMs, uh, that they're no- how they're known in the... Social media world, but they we're auctioning off a pair of autographed Dave Pallone covers with 100 uh, colors with 100 percent of the proceeds going to the brain Farm program to help homeless veterans uh, at Christmas time. Bidding is open on our Facebook page under this thread, or it's also pinned uh, at our Twitter uh, page, which is PT Mike and Mike one bidding is now open and will close on Saturday December 10th at midnight. And for more information on exactly what the Braveheart program is and what they do, visit them online at braveheartwriting.org. Once again, uh, this auction will be closing uh, December 10th at midnight Saturday, and you can bid on our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter, Mike. So it's a very good cause, and that's in cooperation with our good friends at Friends of Maryland Standard Breads, Mike.
3: Yeah, definitely. And we've also got, Mike, a pair of Montreal to Montreal Tug, Montreal Teague gloves that we want to try to give away at some point tonight. We were supposed to give them away like eight months ago at the Breeders' Crown. And uh, that's, you know, total sarcasm, by the way, about eight, it being eight months ago. It was only a month and a half. But, but uh, we do want to try to give those away tonight at some point uh, throughout this uh, throughout this program. So we got some stuff there as well. Well, Mike, we've been talking South Florida Racing. With our good friend the Chalk Master Gabe Pruitt, and we're going to bring Gabe in now. Gabe, listen, we can't start any of these segments without uh, busting your chops a little bit.
15: Well, that's just the way it goes. That's uh, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. All right, I Gabe. Hope, well, I hope that Ama- about... America does not mind. By the way, I rented the same tux for this award show uh, tonight as the Z, uh, Beanie Awards tomorrow night. <laughs> Listen,
3: I wouldn't put it past you that you would rent the same tux uh, for two nights in a row because uh, the pick four you hit last night was worth, what, $2.20 or something like that?
15: Hey, no, we've had some uh, monster <laughs> payouts uh, here lately. What a great week of racing we had, guys. Uh, we had uh, two cars that could not be any more different. Uh, in fact, last night uh, was just a complete chalk vest. We had a huge pick five full. Uh, almost $23,000 when it was all said and done. But uh, a lot of favorites to the sequence. Still a nice payout, well over $230. Night before that, we had 10 races on the card, one betting favorite. Every single uh, other winner paid double digits or more. Probably one of the best nights of uh, overnight racing I've seen down here in the last few years. We had several finishes with uh, four and five horses across the track. It was just a, a fantastic night of racing on Tuesday. And again, we had monster payouts all night long.
3: Now, Gabe, talk to us a little bit about what's coming up uh, this week. You had you guys have had some monstrous races with Prairie Sweetheart Racing and, uh, of course, Pinocchio being around. Talk to us a little bit about what's coming up this week.
15: Well, we're actually going to uh, five nights per week now. So Saturday will be our first uh, Saturday program of the uh, season. We've got uh, fun even on Saturday. Is, uh you may have read on the uh, USTA website this week, uh, we've got uh, British amateur drivers invading uh, South Florida. And we've got uh, three amateur driving driving events where uh, we'll have five Brits against their colony of amateur drivers, so a uh, matchup there. Uh, That should be a really fun event. Um, We have one of the best uh, amateur driving clubs, actually, guys, in in all of racing, for that matter. A lot of guys are here locally and a really strong colony of amateur drivers, and they uh, contribute all their uh, purse earnings to a charity. I think they donated well over $170,000. To uh, South Florida Charity. So great cause. And uh, again, it should be a fun challenge on Saturday night. Uh, you know, then we kick it back into gear on Sunday night with a great card, some of our featured uh, paces on Saturday, Sunday night, rather, I should say. And then um, Monday, Tuesday, we just drew four today. We've got nine back on Monday night, and we've got uh, a nice 10 race card on uh, Tuesday. So uh, again, we're now trying to sustain uh, five nights per week, but it uh, should be fun.
3: Now, Gabe, talk to us a little bit about uh, some of your – I don't want to call them the pools because that's not really what I'm going at here. Let's talk, let's talk carryovers. Uh, your pick six uh, seems to be doing pretty well uh, at Pompadour Park. I know you guys have been testing that out, kind of seeing you know, where it goes. How has that been working out for you guys?
15: Well, you know, the pick six, uh, obviously, in the, in the harness industry, not as popular as the uh, thoroughbreds. But, uh, yes, we, we like to uh, consider ourselves uh, the carryover capital of the world for that matter, especially on the harness side of things, because night in, night out, guys, no matter which night you tune in, we're almost always going to have a couple of carryovers. For that matter, we've got, uh, of course, the jackpot high five in the last race. But uh, otherwise, we've got, um, you know, a pick five, a pick four, a pick six. We've got the pet effect in the fourth race every night. And the pick six is a bet that, uh, yes, that was um, something I wanted to add in this year. I wanted to test it, see how it's gone. It's actually started off very slow the first month. Uh, we were on like a two night per week schedule, but um, in fact, last night um, it's really started to gain in popularity. We had just a, a two night carryover last night, so which a lot of times uh, with only two nights in a pick six, you know, you're looking at maybe a thousand bucks in the carryover. Well, the carryover was nearly 3,000 into last night, and they bet uh, a good amount into it last night as well, uh, well over 3,000 new money in it. And again, that was only the third night of it, so I really uh, I'm very happy with the progress it's made. It's one of those bets that, um, again, it's going to start off a little slow, but uh, if you do get that uh, lucky scenario where it's carried over three or four consecutive nights, uh, you could be staring at a home run type pool. You know, it wouldn't shock me if uh, that got up to. Uh, very quickly, especially when we're in the winter here. We've got such competitive racing uh, night in, night out. And I really like the structure of our pick six as well. I think uh, horse players will uh, really like it because it's only a 15% takeout, guys. That's the lowest I've ever heard of at a pick six, Uh, typically a higher takeout wage, but we only take 15% on it. And we do pay a consolation if no one has all six, so we pay uh, 25% of the uh, Net pool to whomever has the most winners. And then, of course, 75% gets added to the carryover. So uh, that way, if you uh, do put up some money and you invest a little bit, you know even if you miss it, uh, you're still rewarded. In fact, um, Tuesday night, five of six got you uh, 500 bucks. So it's pretty nice to miss a bet and still get nearly $500.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gabe, talk to, real quick, I want to talk about the Over the Hill Gang uh, for 7-Year-Old and Up Trotters. Where did where did you guys come up with this race? Uh, this looks like a fun little event coming up on December the 13th.
15: You know, it is a fun event. And, and actually, it's a class that we, uh, at least for the last couple of years, we've been able to fill uh, every single week. You know, we've tweaked the condition slightly. Uh, this week, it's 7-Year-Old and Up. We've got the 7 in there. Uh, but it's been a, a fun event and a very competitive event. I mean, when you look at some of the career earnings, uh, Mike, with some of these trotters, I mean, they're 8, 9, 10 years old. They've all got uh, tons of back class to them. You know, it's nothing to see um, $300,000, $400,000 on several of their cards. You know, you're trotters that can still go. I mean, you're looking at uh, trotters that have marks 55, 56 and change. Uh, so to call them uh, over the hill may be um, at least somewhat, I guess, accurate just in terms of age. But they're still very competitive. And it's one of our uh, most competitive classes week in, uh, week out. So uh, it's been fun, and uh, we are very fortunate that we get a lot of uh, trotters in general here in South Florida. In fact, uh, I would have to think we write uh, percentage-wise an extreme amount of trots. It's a great place to bring a trotter uh, because we just have a ton of uh, leverage on the class ladder uh, here in South Florida. So uh, it's a fun class, and um, yeah, this week I believe it's for seven-year-olds and up, and um, you know, week in, week out, it's great to, uh, to see them mix it up. Well, Gabe,
3: listen. We uh, we have a blast talking to you each and every week. And the British are coming uh, this week, and we're uh, we'll be excited to cover that and recap it uh, coming up next week. Well, Gabe, uh, we hope that you're enjoying the award show. Uh, unfortunately, Diamonds uh, Diamonds Princess did not win the upset of the year, but uh, it's uh, hopefully uh, you're enjoying listening to it anyway.
15: You know, congratulations, to all the winners, guys. I certainly am uh, enjoying listening to it. Uh, it's some well-deserving winners so far. As far as that upset of the year, again, whoever cashed that uh, high five ticket for about one hundred forty thousand, I don't think they're overly concerned with it. <laughs> so they still get to uh, they still get to sit on that uh, big score. Speaking of big score, guys, before I go, we always talk about a uh, nice payout. The Pina Factor here the other night, fourth race, you got to pick the top five finishers. The favorites finish, I think, second and third. One of our lucky bettors spent $2.40 on a Pentefactor ticket, literally just spraying with a couple of numbers, took down the entire pool for over $6,300. Wow. Hey,
3: listen, I got to tell you, that was my ticket. I, I got the 6300 <laughs> in the bank.
15: No, I'm totally kidding. Well, I didn't want to put that <laughs> on Front Street. I figured you, uh, you know, Bozice would be reaching out for a little holding money. So, uh, you know, I didn't want to put it on Front Street, but uh, well done.
0: Hey, listen, listen Gabe, you gotta, talked, I... li- listen, you talked about getting that tuxedo, and I know you're at the Beamy Awards tomorrow, and you're here today. You had to get a buy one, get one deal on that tuxedo. There's no way you were paying full <laughs> price for the two nights.
15: Well, actually, you know, that's why I waited so late to come on tonight, guys, because I was hoping there's a 24 hour rental. So I was hoping <laughs> if I waited until after 8 o'clock tonight, it would just carry over, and I could get it back to the store by like 8.30 tomorrow night.
3: <laughs> well Gabe we certainly appreciate you joining us and listen this is a fun segment every week uh for those of you who don't regularly listen to the show Gabe comes on to talk about racing at Papadou Park, and we like to laugh and have a good time it's kind of like a uh you know like an FM station in the morning that you listen to so uh Gabe we certainly appreciate you taking time out and having some fun with us
15: my pleasure guys well done as always and again congratulations goes out to all the award winners
3: all right. That was Gabe Pruitt from Pompano Park. He's the new director of racing and the old track announcer. I'm just, you know, He's not the old track announcer. He's the current track announcer at Pompano Park. Well, Mike, we've got a lot more coming up. Uh, Anthony McDonald is coming up here in just a little bit. We've also got the race fan of the year, small stable of the year, and race call of the year. We've still got three awards to go, and we've still got another hour to go, and Mike, Where did this last hour go? I'm looking around trying to find it. It's not here. It's unreal how quickly this
2: last hour went.
0: Yeah, certainly. I don't know about you. I was playing technician. You know, I got to tell you, that's a little bit above my pay grade. I might have to get extra for uh, playing Mm -hmm. technician. Usually that's your department.
3: Yeah, you know, usually uh, you're the technologically challenged one, and I'm the one over here trying to fix it. Tonight, you're the one fixing it, and I'm over here slapping myself in the head trying to figure
0: it out. Well, you know what, Mike? The old age, old adage, when there's something wrong, just turn it off and turn it back on. That seems to work for me, so that's what I do. In the old days, <laughs> you when you used to have the old tube TVs, when they used to start to to go out, you'd, that, you that used to have to bang it on the side. I mean, that's before your day and age, <laughs> but, I mean, before remotes, when you actually had to get up to turn the channel and sit back down. and you know that's when uh, that's when commercials were were relevant now, now you could just kind of change it with the remote control and you know kind of get don't have to watch the commercials
3: listen they they're people are uh, you know they they turn it off when our commercial comes on so
0: yeah. You know, no, totally. Kidding,
3: but, but, anyway, <laughs> anyway,
0: Mike, I know we got our I think we have our website uh, issues resolved. Uh, but so I want to uh, recap this again. Once again, this is on our Facebook and our Twitter page. It's for a very good cause. It's post time with Mike and Mike in partnership with uh, certainly a friend of the show. And that's friend of Maryland standard brands. We're auctioning off a pair of. Autograph dave polon is with 100 percent of the proceeds going to the braveheart program to help the homeless veterans at christmas bidding is open on our facebook page under this thread or on our pinned twitter post at pt mike and mike one bidding is now open and will close on saturday december 10th so you have a couple of days and uh, we've already got a, a bid from uh, raymond lance uh, mike is in the running for the race fan of the year as a matter of fact we're announcing that award winner next but he already started the bidding at 200. So, uh, if you uh, want more information, uh, visit them on their website it's braveheartwriting.org. They do great things over there, Mike. once again, that's www.braveheartwriting. Wait a minute. Heartwriting. org. There we go.
16: Are you are, are you okay over there?
0: I don't know.
3: You know, listen, do I need to come down to or uh, to uh, Elkton, Maryland next year to do the show?
0: Absolutely not. We're 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 in fantastic shape. We couldn't be any better. We could not be any better. Listen, let's take a timeout. Let's reset things, Mike. You want to reset things?
3: Yeah, let's reset. Let's uh let's let's kind of rewind things a little bit. Uh the upset of the year went to Shambhala. Uh Scott Dieron was on and said that Shambhala would be back in April or May. Uh the Canadian based horse is looking to make a two thousand seventeen
0: return, Mike Bozitch. Yeah, certainly uh, that's good news. We're also going to hear some good news a little bit later on. I don't want to tip it, but about another pacing superstar that's coming up. Plus we got the inter-dominion. I know we want to talk about that uh, in a little bit. The uh, inter-dominion going for 1.3 million down under. A big scratch out of that race, Mike, Lenny the Shark. And I kind of thought, Mike, that – Lenny the shark wasn't raised. It wasn't up to it off that last effort, uh, or the effort before last, when it was like the first time for how long, or since how long he finished off the board. I kind of figured that Lenny the shark wasn't uh, all the way right, Mike.
3: Yeah, you know, he just didn't race the best the last uh, couple of starts, and uh, the Connections decided that uh, pulling him out of the race was the best option. The trainer still has Hector JJ, though, and I think Hector JJ is going to walk with this race tomorrow, but we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. Our Iron Horse of the Year, Mike Bozic went to Nadia B. Fella, and we want to thank all the Connections of Foiled again for sponsoring uh, that award.
0: Yeah, the Foiled Again Iron Horse Award, and of course, uh, good friends and new vocations are going to donate a briar horse, so that's going to go to the inaugural uh, Foiled Again Iron Horse Award of the year, well, actually the inaugural time of the first time that it was named after uh, the great Foiled Again, so uh, congratulations uh, to Michael Ponsner and company, Nadia B. Fella, a great backstory on that horse, by the way, Mike might have to uh, put on the archive and uh, listen to that once again, a great, great story. Yeah,
3: definitely, it was a... Uh... Fantastic story, and, uh, you know, it, it's just we're, we're so thankful that uh, we're able to honor some of these horses that maybe uh, don't get honored on a regular basis. Well, Mike, uh, the Horsewoman of the Year, this was a fun one, Emily Gaskin from Hoosier Park. She was a lot of fun to talk to just a little bit ago.
0: Yeah, certainly a well-deserved award. Hannah Miller came oh so close. Uh, She was the runner-up. She was uh, last year's Horsewoman of the Year, but congratulations to Emily Gaskin. Boy, she works very, very hard, and they've got the Breeders' Crown coming up in 2017, Mike, and that's going to be a fantastic thing. We are going to be there live covering all the action of the 2017 Breeders' Crown right here on this very program, so congrats to Emily certainly for a job well-deserved. We have more more awards coming up on this very special award edition of first time with mike and mike the race fan of the year award is on deck we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen we have a disqualification
11: it doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At BetAmerica, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a greatest stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com.
0: Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca and or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's the stable.ca. The sensational Sweet Lou is standing stud at Diamond Creek Farms for a stud fee of only $7,500. As a two year old, Sweet Lou sent and still holds the world record for two year old paces on a mile track, that sensational mark of 149. Sweet Lou currently holds the world record for aged and all age paces on a 58 mile track at 147. The Great White Blaze earned his nickname in the summer of 2014 when he won 10 consecutive races with six consecutive wins in Sub 148. He is the only pacer in Harness Racing history to achieve this feat. One of Sweet Lou's most thrilling victories includes a second over in the William Houghton Memorial in 147-1 in July of 2014. The first two books sold quickly for Sweet Lou is in his third year, Don't Get Shut Out, visit Diamond Creek Farm. Com. The Dan Patch and O'Brien two year old Colt Trotter of the Year, Southwind Frank, is standing at Diamond Creek Farm for the low stud fee of only $10,000. Southwind Frank won the 2015 Breeders' Ground for two year old Colt Trotters. Also, many memorable wins on Southwind Frank's resume, including the Old Beal, Peter Houghton Memorial, William Wellwood Memorial, and the Colonial Trot. Southwind Frank set stinks records during his wins in the International Sire Stakes and New Jersey Sire Stakes. Southwind Frank finished in the top three in 24 out of 26 races during his career. For more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. Standing at Hickory Lane.
17: I am a horsewoman and was a friend of Ted Barkus, who this award is named after. Unlike most I have met in the business, Ted was not an owner, trainer, or driver. He was simply a fan of our sport, who happened to live in the best place possible to be a fan of harness racing, the home of the Little Brown Jug, Delaware, Ohio. Ted passed away last year from pancreatic cancer. It gives me great pleasure to present this award the 2016 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year. Let's take one final look at the nominees. Brandon Valvo. Raymond Lance. Louis Sorella. Sydney Weaver, Russ Adams, Steve Ross, Chris Van Hattern, and Tom Dubrick. And the runner up for the 2016 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award is Tom Dubrick. And the winner of the 2016 Ted Barker's Race Fan of the Year Award, is.
1: Sydney Weaver.
2: So you cup up.
1: Let's tear it up, up. You kick the dust up. Kick the dust
0: and there you have it. The 2016 Ted Barker's Race Fan of the Year is the one, the only Sydney Weber, and she's with us right now on this program. Congratulations!
14: Hi, thank you so much.
0: So, what is? Uh, listen, you've you've and this is kind of like it with young people, you know. You're young, but it seems like you've been around this business, and you have been around this business for pretty much the entirety of your life. Tell us about when you're, and I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but tell us a little bit about your involvement uh, in exactly how you got to love the sport of harness racing.
14: Well, um, just to begin, I am just so humbled and so honored to be the Race Fan of the Year Award, and I got involved truly because... Of the people and of fellow fans, and just the way the people interacted in the business is what really captivated me and began my love with the sport.
3: Now, Sydney, uh, you've got Sydney Sealster who is in full to uh, rock and roll heaven, and you know I-, I had a chance to meet you at Buffalo Raceway. And what drives you? Um, you know, to to go out uh, even in the even on the coldest of Canadian days to uh, to uh, the racetrack and kind of support the sport like you do.
14: Oh gosh, I guess just uh, what makes me stand by the rail and no matter what the leather, I guess is the people. If and if the people are out there, if the drivers are out there, if the trainers are willing to put in the time to do all the work with the horses to race then I have to be there supporting them. I guess it's part of what makes the sport so unique is because we do race in all sorts of weather. We do race on some of the hottest days. We do race in the winter. It's one of those things that that sets horse racing apart from any other sport, and that's what makes my love for it stronger, I guess, in a sense.
0: Yeah, certainly. And, uh, you know, we had you uh, because we were interviewing all the race fans last week and we asked you about your favorite harness racing moment and uh, you give us about three or four of them and i know you've probably thought of a lot of them since then uh, but you know harness racing is a sport that and this is why being a race fan is so great because deep down inside whether you work at a racetrack or whether you're a horseman or whether you're a horsewoman no matter what your involvement is with the industry it is certainly a labor of love, and I really don't know anybody that works in this industry that doesn't really love it. And I'll tell you what, Sydney, you've been an inspiration to a lot of different people. I know you've, you have uh, you certainly write a lot of articles, certainly enjoy reading your articles, and you're very active on social media. We certainly thank appreciate you. what you do, Sydney, for the sport of harness racing, and uh, congratulations on winning this award. We're going to get back with you in the next day or two to get your address because we have some hardware to send you away.
14: Oh, thank you. And I would just like to say that congratulations to all the other nominees and congratulations to everyone on tonight's show because without you, the industry wouldn't be what it is. So thank you very much.
0: That's certainly right. Thank you, Sydney. Congratulations.
14: And thank you.
0: That is the 2016 race fan of the year. Mike Carter's Sydney Weaver. uh, And we followed her on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And, you know, she does a fantastic job of being what the sport badly, badly needs. And that is a race fan to uh, its true core. And uh, hats off to Sydney. Hats off to all the race fans because everybody that was nominated, it was a big field, Mike. We actually had eight nominees. For uh two thousand and sixteen race fan of the year, the Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year. And I think every one of those nominees, Mike, certainly deserved it because they all positively promote the industry. And you know what? That's what we're in this for, Mike. Positive promotion of the industry. So hats off to Sydney and all the nominees. Tom Dubrick was the runner up. Uh, but hey, it was uh Sydney got it done and uh congratulations to her.
3: Yeah this was one of the closer categories that's for sure Albert Nash won last year Sydney Weaver winning this year this category gets a lot more fun every single year so this is a uh, this is a category I know that it'll be popular uh for years to come well Mike uh the next award is um you know, I don't even know how to say it. It's a, uh, it's a little bit of a tearjerker for us. The uh, Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year presented by Hoosier Park. Larry Reinheimer winning this award last year, and unfortunately uh, passed away earlier this year. The trainer of Freaky Feet Pete, uh, but Nathan, excuse me, not Nathan Reinheimer. I'm sorry, I've been saying Nathan. It's Marty Reinheimer who will be on the show uh, coming up to, uh, to, um, to present that award, and we're super thankful for Marty. Um, you know coming on the program and uh, doing this award uh, doing this award uh, justice uh, for his father but he, he says something and we we talked a little bit uh, to Marty before uh, we set the piece up and he said something uh, a, a little bit uh, a little bit uh, heartwarming I so to speak Mike at the start of it
0: yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, Marty's a great guy. I had a chance to talk to him off the air, and here we talk it. And I'll tell you, we've talked to, you know, we've been to Jimmy Tank, as we've talked to George Tig numerous times. who did the tribute piece on uh, Larry Reinheimer. Certainly was a, a great guy. And we, it's, not, and let's be perfectly honest, it's not very easy in this industry to go through and not hear a bad word about anybody. Okay, Larry was one of those guys, Mike. That not one person that I've ever met. And we've talked to a lot of different people, especially since we've been doing this show for the last year. Not everybody has talked about Larry Reinheimer with uh, a in their in their eyes and on their face because that's just how good of a guy Larry was. And with Freaky Feet, Pete, you know, came into their lives. It was uh, unbelievable. And we've had Larry on this show about three or four times, maybe more to talk about Freaky Feet Pete. He was always very gracious with his time. He was the inaugural winner of the uh, Small Stable Award last year. And, hey, uh, Marty, I think what you were alluding to, Mike, was Marty even said that Larry loved that award so much that he almost loved it more than the than the Breeders' Crowd Trophy that he got. But before we get into it, Mike, I did want to say uh, an update on Freaky Feet Pete, and I know he had some issues uh, with an injury towards the end of last year. Uh, good news uh, the last vet report on Freaky Feet Pete is he is about 90 to 95% uh, ready to go. So, coming up in 2017, Freaky Feet Pete's going to be ready to rock and roll and take on the likes of Shambhala and Wiggle a Chiggle. And once again, Mike, it's going to be another very entertaining year in the free for all. Aged pace uh, pacing ranks and Freaky Feet Pete's going to be right there, and he's certainly going to be uh, uh, mixing it up. So it's very, very good. That's great news to hear about Freaky Feet Pete. But when we come back, we'll announce the runner-up and the winner of the 2016 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable Award presented by Hoosier Park. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. <music> In 1990, Virgil Cook, a prominent local businessman and longtime resident of Anderson, Indiana, donated 110 acres of commercial real estate to the city for the sole purpose of developing a pari racing facility. In 1992, Churchill Downs Incorporated announced plans to purchase Indiana's only pari license from the Anderson Park Group headed by Lou Carlo and opened a racetrack on the site of the land donated by Cook. It was the first racetrack outside of Kentucky owned by Churchill Downs since 1939. In February of 1994, a contract was signed for the construction of Hoosier Park. The construction of the facility cost approximately $13 million. On September 1, 1994, the track opened. A crowd of 7,600 plus came to the grand opening of the standard bread season. Churchill Downs sold Hoosier Park in April 2007 for $8.2 million to the Centaur Group. Legislation was passed shortly after 2007 to permit slot machines at both Hoosier Park and Indiana Downs in neighboring Shelbyville, Indiana. Hoosier Park has become a powerhouse in the sport of harness racing. Hoosier Park, along with the state of Indiana, has become a prime destination to race, own, and breed standard brands. Hoosier Park is also home to the prestigious Dan Patch Invitational. Year in and year out, features the best pacing standard brands the sport has to offer.
5: Always be Mickey there to the outside. Freaky feet Pete flushed out and challenging in seconds. Wiggle Jigglet, and T will wait for the passing lane as they pass three quarters at one twenty-two and four on their way home in the Dan Patch. Always be Mickey to the inside. Freaky feet Pete to the outside. Wiggle Jigglet, Still waiting. It ducks down to the inside. They less than an eighth of a mile ago. Always be Mickey. Wiggle it, jiggle it to the inside. To the outside comes Melmora. Why is of all, all bets off to the wire. Wiggle it, jiggle it, wins the Dan Patch at 149 and 1. The action will
0: be hot and heavy in 2017 at Hoosier Park, as Indiana's Pioneer Paramutual Facility will host the 2017 Breeders' Crown, the 34th edition, October 27th and 28th. Event registrations begin in March 2017. For more information, log on to their website at hoosierpark.com. Once again, that's hoosierpark.com.
4: This is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way.
3: The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program.
0: Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the Internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited.
16: Marty Reinheimer, the son of Larry Reinheimer, who who this award is named after. My father was a frequent guest on the program and the winner of the inaugural Small Stable of the Year Award in 2015. Let's take a look at the final nominees for this year's Post Time with Mike and Mike, Larry Reinheimer's Small Stable Stable of the Year Award. Trainer-driver Mark Campbell, a Canadian-based horseman who, from, who is from Prince Edward Island. Jeff Gregory, a trainer-driver on the New York Sire Stakes circuit. Paula Wellwood, the trainer of Marion Marauder, winner of the Trotting Triple Crown this season. Bruna Rice, a Western New York-based trainer, and two-time post-time award nominee. Jim and Joanne Looney King, also two-time post-time award nominees. And the runner-up for the 2016 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year is Maria Rice. And the winner of the 2016 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award is Joanne Looney King.
3: All right, we're back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike with the very first two time Post Time with Mike and Mike award winner, Joanne Looney King. Joanne, welcome to the program and congratulations.
18: Oh, well, I can't hardly believe this. That's just great. It really is. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tell my husband. <laughs> well, thank well, Joanne, you.
3: Uh, Go ahead.
18: No, I said, you know, it's so funny. I'm like, I feel like Sally Field. Oh, they like me. They really like me. <laughs> That's just a That's just a bad. Thank you.
3: <laughs> well, Joanne, I got I got the luxury of seeing you at the Meadowlands um, as you were at the Breeders' Crown. But talk to us a little bit about how your 2016 went. Uh, you, of course, you had Wakazashi Hanover back and a lot of other great the horses in your stable. But uh, it was a pretty successful 2016 for uh, one Joanne Looney
15: King.
18: Oh it's just been amazing it, It's just been amazing i mean have uh, perfect bags that we own uh the the Logan's girl which just took both uh parts of the um of the delaware two year old pacing sillies you know we both went she went both of those and uh a, a maestro handle a maestro blue chip that has just been <laughs> just been so outstanding and then walkie has come back he He was second tonight, just beat at Dover. He's just freaking awesome. He's just, his, oh, the breathing. I just keep my fingers crossed each time. And uh, just let all the other horses that are the glue, that keep it all together. It's just been such a great year. I I just, I'm just overwhelmed and amazed and, and hope that my mom and dad are watching because this is all because of all their hard work, too. So uh, it, it's just been it's been fantastic, and and, and the horses, all all the horses, uh, not just the ones that are Breeders Crown, but but all the horses are important. They they come into our barn, and we try to do the best by these horses and the owners, and I think we're being rewarded for that.
3: Now, Joanne, uh, talk to us a little bit about what's coming up for you and your stable in 2017. Well,
18: we're hoping to go to uh, the Matchmaker with uh uh nike franco um she's <laughs> she just beat the boys last week at dover in hand uh earplugs still in she's she's a good 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 mayor uh hopefully she'll be going to the matchmaker up in new york and uh hopefully wakasashi uh heading him towards the levy at yonkers and uh uh, Maestro Blue Chips saying that we're hoping to uh, that he's good enough to do the Breeders' Crown. We're looking to, really looking forward to going to Hoosier and um, having some Breeders' Crown uh, horses racing. So I, I think it's going to be an exciting year. Plus we've got uh, some two-year-old colts uh, and uh, like about eight of them and we're hoping that uh, they're going to pop up here and be good to us. So uh we're just, we're just all excited about 2017.
0: Well, Joanne, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, once again, congratulations. Uh, this award was won last year by Larry Reinheimer. Of course, uh, you know, Larry uh, tragically passed away, and uh, it is named after him right now, the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year, presented by Hoosier Park. Uh, Joanne, we're going to be in contact with you. We've got some hardware uh, to uh, pass your way over the next couple of days, but uh, congratulations. Congratulations.
18: Thank you, and it is such an honor, and especially since it's the Larry Reinheimer Award, it's such an honor. I want to thank you so much for all the hard work that you do, everything you've done with these awards. It's just great. It's just great. And I'm so honored, so honored to win this tonight, so honored. Me and my husband, we're so honored.
0: Thank you. All right, Joanne, c- congratulations to you guys. It's fun watching you guys race and and watching oh, your great horses you. year after year, and uh, we certainly appreciate it, and uh, we'll be in touch with you in the next couple of days.
18: Oh, thank you so much. Uh, it's just made my, made my night. Thank you so much.
0: All okay. right, that was uh, Joanne Looney King, the winner. Of the 2016 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Hoosier yep. Park. Special thanks to Hoosier Park for sponsoring that award. Mike, also uh, special thanks to uh, Marty Reinheimer, uh, the presenter of that award. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, we had a Steve <laughs> Harvey minor moment. Not not Joanne. Joanne was the winner, but uh, and and I'll take full responsibility for it. The runner-up was actually paula wellwood not maria rice so uh but uh, she was right there in the voting as well but congratulations to uh joanne looney king and i'll tell you what they consistently year in year out have a small but effective stable that uh does a lot of damage here on the east coast and i'll tell you what mike Wakazashi hanover was a horse that is a horse that is really starting to come back around again after that uh, throat infection that nearly ended his career
3: yeah he is and it's uh it's really fun to watch him uh, come back and race as good as he has here lately, and uh, we're excited to see what he has in 2017.
0: Steve, I could sympathize with you, my friend, if you're listening. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, this, l- listen, I made sure that I got the winners right, okay? So I'm batting, what, about 750?
3: Yeah, seven fifty, Mister Steve Harvey. That's
0: what we're gonna call you from now on. It's Steve. <laughs> oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. When we come back, uh, it's time for the 2016 race call of the year. Plus, we've got uh, what are we about? We have about a half hour left on this program. Uh, Post night with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Again, special thanks to all of our sponsors. Special thanks to the uh, ownership of Foiled again sponsoring the uh, the Iron Horse Award. Also, special thanks to uh, Hoosier Park for sponsoring the uh, 2016 Larry Ryan. Small stable of the year award, just uh, great, great guys. Actually, Mike, special thanks to all of our sponsors who have uh, made this show possible in the last year and Mike uh, coming up we haven't really decided on the date yet we will over the next couple of days but we've got a year in review show coming up uh, towards the end of the year Mike and that is going to be funny and and uh, hey we'll take a look at uh, some lighter moments uh, some more serious moments I know we had some great interviews throughout the year uh, here in 2016 but uh, maybe we're going to take a look at some lighter moments as well Mike and I guess that's a pretty good segue.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, it's a look ahead to 2017 and listen, this show is going nowhere. We're going to be, we'll be back in 2017 uh, bigger and better, so to speak, if that's even possible, we are truly humbled by the amount
0: of support we have received uh, this year. It's just, it's unbelievable, Mike. Yeah, it certainly is coming up. We've got one more award. It's the 2016 race call of the year presented by hall of fame, track announcer and the voice the little brown jug and the meadows. Roger Houston. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America.
3: The New Vocations racehorse adoption program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standardbreds the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption
6: Program.
1: to the Little Brown Jug and the winner of the 2015 post-time with Mike and Mike Race Call of the Year Award last year. Now, here is one final look at the nominees for the 2016 Race Call of the Year. Sam McKee's call of Always Be Mickey in the Outer Edge at the Red Mile, which resulted in Harness Racing's fastest mile, 146. Joe Sambito's call in the Kane Memorial, where the great foiled again circled rivals to win in a stunning fashion at Batavia Downs. Barry Bickroy's call of the Jim Ewart Memorial at Saturday Downs, which featured one of the many historic stretch battles between harness heavyweights, wiggle it, jiggle it, and always be Mickey. James Withereye's call of the closing race of the season at Vernon Downs. James posted a video of himself calling the race on Facebook, giving fans a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on in the announcer's booth. Shannon Sugar Doyle's call of the 2016 Molson Pace, in which Eden of Pleasure sprung a huge upset at Western Fair Raceway in Ontario. Here's Ratliff's call of the Carl Milstein Memorial where Benning line dominated the field after pulling a few steps in around the far turn. And the runner-up the 2016 Post Time with Mike and Mike Race Call of the Year Award goes to Sugar Doyle. And the winner of the 2016 Race Call of the Year Award is
5: aquí Be Mickey leads the way. Shambhala well within striking range is right with him in second. Three quarters and one nineteen and four. So they come to the top of the stretch. It's always be Mickey in front and he eases away to a two length lead. Shambhala is tipped to the outside in second. All bets off racing in third. Always be Mickey is full out. Shambhala trying to track him down on the outside. All bets off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Shambhala second. Always be Mickey is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in
2: 146.
3: Well, there it is. The race call of the year goes to Sam McKee, and Sam is joining the program now. Sam McKee, talk to us a little bit about that 146 mile and how the heck we were been able to call any more races after that.
8: Well, it didn't take too long to call it since they only went in 146, so it flew by pretty quick. But you know something, guys? It's the race that makes the race, and and I mean, just to describe the action as it unfolds is is just our job, and it's just the opportunity to um, you know be involved with races like that and and everything else. It was the horse that put on the show and everything, and just to be a small part of it was really cool.
0: Just a couple of things, Sam. First of all, we got the list of nominees, and we were looking it over. Mike Carter made you nine to one in the morning line to win that award. That was number one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: number number two. Four, number two. Number two. Uh, for winning this award, Mike is going to send you a complimentary two dollars show bet next year. Now, the only thing is they have to be three to five or under, and it has to be post one and a half mile track. So, so <laughs> it's just so you know what you're getting here.
8: He could just send me the nickel and just be over and done with it. That would work out. <laughs>
0: That's right, Sam. Listen, we Sam, we've had you on the show before, and uh and we've talked a little bit about your career, but it's been a while since you've been on the program. And l- let's go back to, to square one. Talk a little bit about how you got started as an announcer and uh kind of how you even got started in the sport of harness racing in general
8: well my family my father and grandfather used to race standardbreds at the uh, county fairs in michigan and it was just a, a total hobby and they did everything themselves from shoeing to growing their own grain and hay and everything else and for the time i was a little kid i'd hang around with them and go to the county fairs and spend as much time as I could in the barn and I was just fascinated by the announcers. So from the time I was very young, like maybe four or five years old, I'd run these uh, little toy horses around in a circle on the living room floor and announce races. So it was something I wanted to do right from the get go. Um, When I was 10, we went, or no, when I was six, we went to the little Brown Jug in in Delaware, Ohio, which is um, the first year that Roger Houston worked there in 1968. And Rum Customer won the Jug and, Roger Houston was the the coolest announcer and the greatest announcer I'd ever heard in my life. So when I was 10, I wrote him a fan letter, and he sent me some tapes, and we kept kept in touch. And in 76, when I was 14, I actually went out and stayed with him and his family at the Meadows and got to announce qualifying races. And if it weren't for the doors that he opened for me and the op- opportunities he gave me, I probably
3: wouldn't be in the business. Well, Sam, listen, uh, we, we certainly appreciate everything uh, you do for uh, the sport of harness racing. Uh, it seems like you're all over the place. You're at the Red Mile, you're at the Little Brown Jug, you're at the Meadowlands. Uh, you, uh, I have looked up to you since I started my race calling career. We, uh, we are certainly uh, grateful, uh, both of us, to uh, have, you, uh, have you as part of our careers in the sport of harness racing.
8: Well, they call me the Paycheck Bandit because I go to so many different places to work. At least (laughs) that's my nickname by some of the guys at the Meadowlands. But I've just been in the right place at the right time. And as you guys know, because you're in this business, it's about opportunity. And things have really fallen my way. And, you know, um, whose kid knew if John Bothy didn't have his problems at the Meadowlands, I'd probably be selling shoes in Detroit right now. So you just (laughs) never know how things are going to turn out in life. And for me, it's just been a wonderful experience.
0: That's right, Sam. You were back at the old uh, Detroit race course, the old Wolverine race course back in uh, Michigan when uh, Michigan was going full steam ahead uh, back at the old Michigan days, and and uh, I'll tell you what, I certainly miss the old Michigan days and and I wish they would come back. If Michigan ever got expanded gaming, I'd still probably be there to this day, but that uh, is going to be a very, very tough fight for him. Sam, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. It was a tremendous race call, but all your race calls are tremendous. Every one of your race calls could probably be nominated for the uh for the race call of the year but that was a, a great one in 146 and I could tell you I, I think you were surprised but I don't think you were that surprised that always be Mickey did that were you
8: Well Talking about it before the race, if you think about the fractions, he probably needed to to go the quarter in 26, 26 in small change, the half at about 52, 52 in small change, and he got there that fast, so he was right on target. Three quarters probably needed to be at about 119, that if he paces home in 27 and 4, he at least equals the you know 46 and 4 world record. So when the three quarters were up at 19 and change, I thought, wow, maybe he's not quite going to get there. But he was so strong for the stretch and Mike, the place was going crazy. The crowd was just going nuts and everybody was on their feet and it was like bedlam and just watching the
0: horse come on me
8: so strong and just paces so strong and I thought he had a shot and then when he hit the wire in one forty six it was like unbelievable.
0: All right. Well, Sam, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Hats off. You've got the 2016 Race Call of the Year. Despite Carter making you 99-1 to at the beginning, it was a huge (laughs) upset. But, Sam, you you pulled it off, and your complimentary $2 show wager is on its way to you.
8: Fantastic, and I will make sure I bronze that nickel thanks to Mike Carter.
0: (laughs) Take care, buddy. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you. (laughs) That was... Sam yeah, Oh, my kid. Everybody. You got a $2 show bet. You're not sending that thing to anybody. You're keeping that thing under lock and key. You're dang right I am. I'm not sending no $2 show bets to anybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, listen, we still have a lot more. You know, I feel kind of bad because we never really give her a promo, but Terra Spock's going to be joining us here in a few minutes. And, Mike, she has a very worthy cause that she wants, to, uh, she wants to make our audience aware of. So she's coming up in just a few minutes. We've got about 18 minutes left to go on this program. Um, I guess we're going to attempt to – we still have the Inner Dominion to talk about, Mike. A big race coming up overseas, $1.3 million. Lenny the Shark has been scratched, but I'll tell you what, Hector, J.J.'s just looking super in that particular race. You talk about a $2 show opportunity, Mike, that could be one certainly for you. Just calling your name, begging you, saying, please, yeah. please, please, I'm begging you to to take this dime, please. Yeah,
3: right. that's exactly right. We're going to bring Jeff Scott in to talk about that race
0: here in just a little
3: bit, Mike. We're going to take a quick timeout, but first we want to congratulate all of the post time with Mike and Mike award winners. Uh, if you missed any of the show tonight, you can of course listen to us on the archive. And the press release is on its way to all the major uh, to all the major harness racing links uh, as we speak. So uh, a, a great night in the sport of harness racing, and we're so thankful that uh, that everybody uh, that everybody decided to vote.
0: That's right, and you can listen to our archive uh, as usual every week on the bet america radio network uh and they've got the beamy awards tomorrow now let's give our partner jason beam a little bit of a shout out mike because he's got the beamy awards yeah. coming up tomorrow so we went back to back post time awards beamy awards it's going to be tremendous so listen to our good friend jason beam on the bet america radio network coming up tomorrow you can listen to our archive there as well on the bet america radio network it'll be on our website post time with mike and mike we've got another time out to take when we come back it's tarot spock on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america in 1990, Virgil Cook, a prominent local businessman and longtime resident of Anderson, Indiana, donated 110 acres of commercial real estate to the city for the sole purpose of developing a paramutual racing facility. In 1992, Churchill Downs Incorporated announced plans to purchase Indiana's only paramutual license from the Anderson Park Group headed by Lou Carlo and opened a racetrack on the site of the land donated by Cook. It was the first racetrack outside of Kentucky owned by Churchill Downs since 1939. In February of 1994, a contract was signed for the construction of Hoosier Park. The construction of the facility cost approximately $13 million. On September 1, 1994, the track opened. A crowd of 7,600-plus came to the grand opening of the standard Bread season. Churchill Downs sold Hoosier Park in April 2007 for $8.2 million to the Centaur Group. Legislation was passed shortly after 2007 to permit slot machines at both Hoosier Park and Indiana Downs in neighboring Shelbyville, Indiana. Hoosier Park has become a powerhouse in the sport of harness racing. Hoosier Park, along with the state of Indiana, has become a prime destination to race, own, and breed standardbreds. Hoosier Park is also home to the prestigious Dan Patch Invitational, year in and year out, features
5: the best pacing standardbreds the sport has to offer. Always be Mickey. There to the outside. Freaky feet Pete. Flushed out and challenging in seconds. Wiggle it, jiggle it. And T will wait for the passing lane as they pass three quarters at one twenty-two and 4 On their way home in the Dan Patch. Always be Mickey to the inside. Freaky feet Pete to the outside. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Still waiting. It ducks down to the inside. They've less than an eighth of a mile to go. Always be Mickey. Wiggle it, jiggle it to the inside. To the outside comes Mel One is of all, all bets off to the wire, wiggle it, jaggle it wins the dan patch at 149 and one.
0: The action will be hot and heavy in 2017 at Hoosier Park as Indiana's Pioneer Parimutuel Facility will host the 2017 Breeders' Crown, the 34th edition, October 27th and 28th. Event registrations begin in March 2017. For more information, log on to their website at hoosierpark.com. Once again, that's hoosierpark.com. We are back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by Tara Sponge. Tara, how are you today?
19: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for letting me come on the show. It's been a great show so far, and congratulations all the winners. It's been wonderful.
0: Yeah, the winners. uh, And I'll tell you what, congratulations to all the nominees, because certainly these were all interchangeable parts. I think everybody, I think the fans did a great job with their nominees, because I think any one of the nominees in any one of the categories are certainly uh, deserving winners. But Terry, you want to talk a little bit about uh, a scholarship uh, program coming up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it and what's going on?
19: All right. I'm glad to. Um, I have just been, been named as the social media coordinator for the Iowa Harness Horsemen's Association, and I'm so excited about the, the things that they're doing in Iowa. They actually are right now taking um, applications for scholarships, and I just kind of wanted to make sure that people were aware that this is an opportunity for those students that are out there that are trying to, to get their degrees and might be looking to to get a scholarship to help with a little bit with maybe some of the books or some of the other things that they've got the expenses for. And um, what's really neat about the, high, the Iowa Harness Racing Association is that this particular organization, is a, they have a nonprofit that they have formed up just to be able to sponsor scholarships and other things that is, again, that they're doing in Iowa. It was created back in 2007, and they're getting their funding directly from Prairie Meadows. And so a big shout-out to Prairie Meadows for supporting some good things that are going on in Iowa that way as well. And um, they have been giving these scholarships since about 2008, and they've almost given out about $25,000 to almost 50 students. So this is a wonderful thing that I think that Harness people are doing. just, And I just wanted to promote that and you know, tell a little bit more about that, about that as well. Um, the only thing with that is right now the um, scholarship applications are going to be accepted through the 15th of this month, and um, you can go to the, to the website, iowaharnessracing.com, and look at the um, scholarship criteria and get an application. And they will also have the information on where you need to send your your application to so that you choose to try to think you might want to submit one, so it's just we're we're real excited about about this coming up and I know that we had several students last year that I got to, to see photos of on on Facebook and everything, and we'll be doing the same thing we'll be promoting our our people, our young people who are going to be be awarded these scholarships and I just wanted to to let everybody know that. Iowa is doing some really good things and promoting harness racing in a great, positive light. And we're really, really proud of what, of what they're doing.
3: Tara, real quick, I want to ask, what does a girl in Kentucky have anything to do with racing in Iowa? How did you come up uh, – how, uh, <laughs> how did you wind up with this position?
19: Well, this is – it's kind of funny because I guess it was a couple years ago, Iowa Harness Racing on their, their Facebook page was running a contest. For, a, um, for an iPad, and they were kind of basing it on how many you know, times people post on their, their, their Facebook page. And you know me. Anybody who follows me on Facebook or Twitter knows that I'm all the time posting something about harness racing, and I can talk about it all day long, whether you want to hear about it or not. And I want it. And I've actually got some ties from Iowa. My grandparents used to live there Back when I was young, they lived in Ames, Iowa, so I've got a lot of fond memories of going to Iowa for vacations, Christmas vacations, summer vacations, and things like that to go visit. So it's just kind of, you know, when I got involved with, you know, doing the little contest, and then I had seen like a a position had come open, I I went up and actually got to meet with the board members, a great enthusiastic group of guys, and um, they've offered me a position to help help with their, their social media, and I've taken that, and I'm, I'm running with it. So we're going to try to, to get more people aware of harness racing in the state and, and what they're about and what they're doing and the good things that that they're doing as well. And that's kind of how it's come about.
0: All right. Well, Tara, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And, uh, Hey, listen, thanks for all you do for the sport of harness racing. We thought this would be a good spot for you right here in the, uh, in the awards show. And, uh, Hey, hopefully get some uh, interest. And, in, uh, you know, I got to tell you, um, Iowa harness racing. I remember when Prairie Meadows was, uh, was going, and I'll tell you, they used to make some for some fun racing. Cause you used to get a lot of the Chicago guys there. I know Jerry Longo used to go and drive there. As a matter of fact, uh, not to change the subject but prayers out to Jerry and, And, uh, well, his family, because Jerry was hurt in an incident at Cal Expo uh, yesterday, I believe, uh, Mm -hmm. jogging horses. So uh, certainly prayers out to him. But, uh, you know, uh, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Thanks uh, for all you do for Harness Racing there. I know you're very active on social media as well.
19: Well, thank you so much for having me. And um, if I have anything else that's fun coming up in Iowa, I may see if you guys would be having me back on. I'd like to talk some more about it.
0: You know where to find us.
19: All righty. Thank
0: you so much. All right. That was uh, that response. And uh, yeah, that was uh, something I was reading. Jerry Longo, uh, longtime driver, was a longtime driver in the Chicagoland area, Mike, and uh, was racing at running aces. Our good friend Darren Ghani certainly knows a lot about Jerry and and, uh, goes out to Cal Expo for the winners. He was hurt uh, in a training accident, but uh, looks like it was uh, a lot more serious at first, but uh, obviously it's or they, they don't think it's as serious as it could have been, Mike. So uh, that's certainly good news. Yeah, definitely. You never want to see anybody uh, get
3: hurt at all. Well, Mike, we got time for one very quick timeout. Jessica Scott is on deck. We're going to talk inter-dominion. We're going to go down on mate with the Aussies as we uh, talk about the inter-dominion. Coming up next here in Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America
11: get a huge boost to your bankroll for all of summer's best racing at bet america all new players can double their first deposit up to 300 with bet america's 100 deposit bonus that's the biggest sign-up bonus in the industry sign up today and start playing the bet america way
3: friends of maryland standard breads is an industry support group focused on promoting harness racing in maryland Friends of Maryland Standard Breads works hand in hand with charities involving children and horses, such as the Harness Horse Youth Foundation. Friends of Maryland Standard Breads is actively involved with organizations such as the Maryland Horse Council and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, working together to promote the horse industry in Maryland. Follow Friends of Maryland Standard Breads on Twitter and like them on Facebook. <laughs> back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and we're joined now by the or we're supposed to be joined now by the third member of our broadcast team Jessica Otten, who is uh vanished uh, off of our uh, off of our list of callers so we'll bring her back here in just a minute but Mike Bozich the Inner Dominion is first thing tomorrow morning you're getting up at 5:30 to cover this thing right
0: Oh absolutely I will be up with bells on that's 5:30 tomorrow afternoon <laughs> Uh,
3: No, that's 5.30 tomorrow morning. Listen, I know I'll be up. I don't know about you, but I will be up and swinging. But listen, let's talk Hector JJ for a second. just got in his – listen, I've got five minutes left, and we have no time for you to be late. Jeez, come on now. (laughs) Me?
2: You didn't send me the number.
3: I'm totally kidding. Totally, totally kidding.
2: But uh, let's talk real quick
3: about <laughs> their Dominion. Hector JJ. How good is this horse, guys? Hector JJ absolutely dominated last week, and with the scratch of plenty to shark, I got a feeling that Hector JJ is going to be the uh, horse to beat. What do you, uh, what say you, Jessica?
12: Uh, I agree. He was super sharp on the front once again. It's not like he had to work really hard for it either. Never touched him with the line, never touched him with the whip. I mean, he's dominated. But I think He's definitely going to be the winner if I have to go with a talk choice again this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought Hector J Day just looked outstanding. I mean, the scratch of Lenny the Shark, I think, really puts this horse at a big time favoritism. Once again, now we have to keep in mind, guys, that this race is going a lot longer than the heats. So, I mean, we're talking close to a two-mile race here. I think what is it, a mile point eight after the conversion with the, from the meters to the miles? But uh, and they do start from barriers and not starting <laughs> positions or post position. So uh, just so everybody knows that and gets their terminology, Mike. We're gonna have our terminology down by the by probably next week or the weekend after when we really get into this over the next couple of months. But uh, I'll tell you, Hector JJ just looks phenomenal. I think this uh, you know, I'd like to try to divulge a long shot in here, but I don't think there is any to be had here, Mike. I think Hector JJ is the dominant force and uh, heck, I think maybe you could try a couple of horses underneath him, but uh, he looks like the man to me.
3: Yeah, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, I think
0: he's going to be the horse
3: to know on his a couple of great races. And how about, guys, how about Molda last week i don't know if uh, you guys have watched the uh, the heats leading up to this but smolda put in an absolutely dominating performance last week as well uh, against uh, a, a decent group uh, of course you know hector jj from barrier 9 and bling it on uh, was a winner last week as well but smolda is a horse that you might want to watch out for uh, this is kind of a uh, kind of an underdogy so far and i think uh, smolda could provide a little bit of value
0: Yeah, that's right. Another horse I think you got to watch out for is uh, John of Arc starting from barrier five. This is a horse that was kind of highly regarded coming in. I don't think this horse uh, raced very well or at least to his potential during the heats, but uh, you never know may have uh, maybe rounding out in the form. I think barrier five could be a good, good uh, draw for John of Arc, uh, perhaps to round out the exact. But like I say, I think we're basically playing behind Hector JJ here. Smold is a, a good pick, probably the top contender here, Mike. I would say nine with the 5-7 all day and every way. What do you think, Jessica?
12: Um, I like the, uh, the bling it on from barrier one. I mean, raised really well. Um, and the heats a few weeks ago and just didn't get there in time, I think, for the heats this week. So I'm going to have to go with an inside barrier instead of one of those outside ones.
3: Listen, listen to Jessica using using the terminology, Mike. She's grasped this stuff faster than we have. We've got to start paying her more. we got to start paying her in, uh, <laughs> in cash instead of uh, all the We're totally kidding. But uh, real quick, you know, we've had a ton of, you know, awards given out tonight. But Mike, uh, I I think you'll agree with me in saying this, that uh, our our broadcaster of the year has to go, Jessica. She's done a fantastic Uh job all season long uh, at the Breeders' Crown and starting to help us with this international racing. What
0: say you, Mike? Yeah, Jesse really uh, stepped up, of course. That was a great Breeders' Crown effort. You were back there. And I'll tell you what, that's not an easy thing, uh, being back in the paddock, Mike. And I know I've done it and you've done it, uh, trying to get interviews. I mean, you've got horsemen running around back there, and they're trying to get to their horses. They're trying to do what they do, conduct business. And you know, then you've got somebody chasing them around, trying to get an interview. And and then you have to stand there with them and wait until the the co-hosts get their act together before they actually send it to you. And then you have to deal with them calling you the wrong name, right, Jennifer?
12: Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I can't even get your name right because it's the same one as the other guys.
0: That's right. You can't – that's that's a beautiful point. That's a beautiful point. Well, listen, we've <laughs> only got a – hey, Je, Hey, Jeski did a great yeah. job uh, uh, introducing the Horsewoman of the Year, and I'll tell you what, you, you're a breath of fresh air, and uh, I'll tell you, pretty soon you'll be uh, headed for that award.
12: Hey, well, thanks so much. You know, I couldn't do it without you guys. You made my dream come true, going to the Meadowlands, and I enjoy being a part of the
0: team, so –
12: Congrats to all the winners
0: tonight, and thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, that was Scott Mike, real quick, but I know we're, we're dangerously short on time. We've only got another minute. But Post Time with Mike and Mike in partnership with Friends of Maryland Standard Breads will be auctioning off a pair of autographed Dave Palone covers. colors. Go to our uh, – well, you could get our website, too, Post Time with Mike and Mike, but make sure you get it on our Facebook or Twitter. That's where you can bid, and all the proceeds will be going uh, to the uh, the Homeless Veterans at Christmas, uh, the Braveheart program. It's www.braveheartwriting.org. Mike, can you take us away? Yeah, well, you have had a blast this week. We return to our regular post time of 7 o'clock.
3: Thanks to everybody who came out and supported us tonight, all of our sponsors all enter for their time. We'll see you next week. First post, 7 o'clock. Thanks so much for joining us on the Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show.